Smith behind one to Thurston. Dummy comes back off the left foot and Thurston is over. So here is Farrow rolling it in. Oh, it's been knocked on. This will be a try for Josh Warren. Smith fires it away. Thurston goes out. Here's Greg Inglis looking for 17 and he gets it. No such thing as a dead rubber in rugby league, neither in podcasts either. This is the State of Origin preview brought to you by Big League Magazine, also by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you have a legal issue to tackle, call Slater and Gordon on one 800 Big show today. We've got our, our usuals in. Uh, Pam Whaley, senior writer from Big League Magazine. Maria Cialis has come back from that holiday. Uh, the editor of Big League Magazine, she's in as well. We've got some really strong talking points that we want to get to around State of Origin 3, the teams, the selections. The game itself, we're going to go inside the Queensland camp with a chat with the man on debut, Gavin Cooper. And we're also very lucky. You, you know, you can go inside the camp, you can go inside the camp, and then you can actually get a former Blues player in the studio for the podcast. Welcome, Luke Lewis from the Cronulla Sharks. Thanks, guys. Uh, great to have you here. We're going to get your insights uh, very shortly. But uh, over to you, Pam and Maria. Maria, first of all, welcome back. Thank you. To the country. Good to be how back. Was, Just how kidding. was the holiday and what was the highlight? <laughs> it was great. Um, look, we went to a lot of um, awesome places, but uh, Simpsons Land at Universal Studios in Orlando was just... Uh, up there, it's the highlight of my life. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Uh, I, had a, I had a rip witch. Um, I went to the Quickie Mart. I went to Moe's. Um, my poor husband was just following me around, Snapchatting everything. Take a photo of me over here. Take a photo of me over here. Tell me you had duff beer. Oh, yeah, I had duff beer. Really? Yeah, look, it tastes like regular beer. Ah. Yeah. It was, it was a bit, but I was at Moe's Tavern, so it was, it was a great time. That made it very special. But yeah. I also went to New York and Las Vegas. Oh, whatever, whatever. Whatever. Pam, you been to Simpsons Land this week? No. Oh. Never. You've been inside the Queensland camp, though? Yes. How was that? Even better than Simpson. <laughs> if you could if, believe it. If, if, if there is someone from the Queensland camp that is Homer Simpson, could you nominate them? Oh, God. Ooh. I don't think so. That's just no. mean, isn't it's, it? It's, it's got to be someone with a sense of humour. Maybe like a Sam oh, That rules out all the Queenslanders. Oh. oh! I was going to say kidding. Nate Miles. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Nate Miles? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a yeah. sense of humour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. How are you, Luke? Um, now, the Sharky's on a massive roll, going for 13 on the trot this weekend, um, but obviously going to be tough. Minus all your State of Origin stars. How's the feeling in the camp? Yeah, it's been great. Last 12 weeks have been, you know, something pretty special we've been sort of building to. And all these young guys, the way they've been playing, has been outstanding. You sort of been on the park and watch them perform. Mm. And, mate, uh, yeah, it's just been really enjoyable. I love turning up training and I love doing my trade at the moment. And, yeah, fingers crossed, uh, mate, we can get out there at Penrith and have a, have a red-hot crack as well. I thought we might start um, with having five quick questions, shooting five quick questions at you, and then you can just answer them in a few words if you can. Pam wants to grill you, basically. Basically, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so first one, uh, best player never to play Origin. Oh, best player never play Origin. Jeez. Um, Oh, my God, you put me on the spot. I haven't haven't thought about it. Look, I might say someone outside of Origin. That's mm-hmm. right. like someone yeah. who's probably not eligible. But yep. um, I thought Gareth Ellis. Um, I used to oh, play yeah. against Gareth Ellis. I thought he's an outstanding footballer. Always thought he's a real rock solid, um, hard player to play against. And I think he sort of suited all the attributes that Origin an Origin yeah, right. player sort of makes. For sure. Uh, next one. Name three things that have changed since you debuted in two thousand two. Yeah, obviously the the two referees uh, has changed. The uh, the box, obviously the uh, what do they call it the. The bunker. The bunker. Yeah, That's it. The box. The bunker. I call it the box because they have a, always seem to sort of stuff it up every now and then. But um, yeah, and probably uh, 
Yeah, look, I think that the speed of the game's changed a lot as well. That's probably the biggest and um, the thing that I've noticed the most as a player. Yeah. What about the, the two referees? Are you a fan of the two referee system? No, me personally, I'm not. I think uh, the referee system is, for me, I, I'd like the old, you know, one referee. You know, you sort of, you know, both teams are getting, you know, ref by the same sort of the same bloke. I think mm. at the moment there's two, two different sort of interpretations out there on the field and uh, it's a little bit frustrating as a player. Um, okay, if you had to pick someone to play for your life, would it be Joey Johns or Jonathan Thurston? Jeez, oh! I'll tell you what, this is the hard, hardest question. Um, can I have... Can you lose? <laughs> I think it's either way, I think you're safe. Yeah, you're look, I, someone, though. Yeah, no, oh, look, I've played with Jonathan Thurston. Um, I've had the, op- the opportunity to, to go on a kangaroo tour with him. And uh, yeah, look, so I'll, I'll say Thurston purely because I've played with him. I've never played with Joey, but I've seen what he can do off the fi- on the field and... Um, yeah, look, like you said, I wouldn't be disappointed who, who it was, but I'll have to say Jonathan Thurston at the moment. Can you see, did you see what Joey could do off the field? It sounded like <laughs> that could be a whole different podcast, Luke. <laughs> we have to be uh, very careful about that. Do, so you didn't play with Joey in 2005? No, nah, I never got the opportunity to play with Joey. Uh, it would have been nice to, yeah. to, to do that, but um, yeah, unfortunately uh, missed out on that one. And look, I got the opportunity to play with Brad Fitlow, which was my childhood hero. So yeah. that was probably uh, you know the best thing for me, um, getting that opportunity at a young age, but... Uh, look, I've got to play with a lot of great players, I suppose, since mm. then. And, um, yeah, look, I, I was lucky enough to sit back and play against Joey and, and watch what he'd done on the field. But, uh, yeah. Um, this one's a bit topical heading into this week. Who do you think has the better utility value? Is it Matty Moylan or Jack Bird? Yeah, look, for me, I'd say Birdie. I think, you know, he's defended in the front line. He can sort of, I've seen him play in the middle. Uh, yeah, look, I think he can sort of play anywhere on the park. He's got that mobility to sort of, you know, Change, get put into five eight, play halfback, play lock, play back row, and he can do all that. Uh, I think Matty Moylan is for me. I've only seen him play fullback. I haven't seen him be up in the front line defence. So, yeah, for me, yeah, you know, Birdie. Can you give us an understanding of his personality? When I speak to people down at Cronulla, they tell you Jack Bird believes that he's going to be the best player in the NRL. Is, is that the, you know? And it's not a ridiculous um, arrogance. It's just a belief in himself. Mate, I, I don't think he. I don't. I don't know. The, heart, the best thing. To, Best way to explain is, mate, if I'm out in the footy field and we're playing a game, we could be in a heat of the moment and Birdie would go, Louie, buddy, you know, just crack a joke, purely right. no, nothing to do with footy and we're out there playing, you know, in the heat of the battle and I was thinking, oh my God, how do you do that? How do you be so relaxed? That's just the kind of bike he is. He's just, you know, he just plays what's in front of him, does what he needs to do and when he's away from footy, he'll uh, muck around, crack jokes, uh, you know, nothing's ever too serious with him and I think that's why his footy's shining. Yeah, right. Um, last question: Do you think that we should play three Origin games? Do you think we should play the third game if the if the result has been decided in the first two? Look, as a player, I think playing the three would be good purely because of the money. I think um, you know if you get to play the third game, you get an extra thirty thousand in your pocket. Hey. Outstanding, hey. You know, how good that be? But um, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, you know, if you're looking at uh, I suppose player welfare and and, um, and all that sort of stuff, I think if the game's sort of done. Uh, the, the series is done after two. I, I see, you know, probably why. Why? What's the point? I suppose of you know putting your body through with that, um, you know, playing on Wednesday night, then backing up on the Friday or the Saturday, and then you know going another eighty minutes. And you know, look, I think the clubs would like to have our players back sure. at the club and you know putting their best foot forward for the club as well. But um, yeah, it's one of those tough ones. Wow, that's interesting. So no third game if decided already. That has massive implications for broadcasters and and all of that sort of thing. But it's an interesting point. My point is this. like We've got four games this weekend in the National Rugby League. Um, The game on Saturday night, Tigers versus the Bulldogs, that's been not ruined, but um, devalued because of the players that aren't there. Same with you guys when you play on Sunday against the Panthers, and and they're missing players as well. 
come Monday night, there's half the Cowboys are in the, the Queensland squad. You know, it just makes it... I think if it's a dead rubber, let them play the weekend before. If they, Yeah, I think too. If they want to play, let them play. Yeah. And if they don't want to play, I suppose they've been picked in the origin so they can sort of have that, that choice. But, but it, it, then you're putting you know, the, hard, the hard choices back on players where they don't really want that. They'd rather just sort of be told, look, you've got to play this weekend and that's yeah. it. Or, no, look, you're playing Wednesday night, just focus on that. But you know, I think a dead rubber, it's, um, it's always hard to get up for, I suppose. You know, especially for Queensland, you know, they've got it won. They're going to sit there and be thinking, you know, we've got to go out and play, play well, try mm. and get you know, mm. the whitewash. But... Uh, at the same time, they'll be looking at celebrations, I think. Yeah. Can I ask you a question as well? Which player, when you stood next to him at State of Origin level, were you most comfortable playing with? Who's the one that gave you most confidence? Yeah, look, I, I love Anthony Watt, me as an Origin player. Oh, yeah, I really did. I, I love playing with him. Yeah. Um, played with him in the Australian side. I knew what you were going to get out of him every week. I knew that if uh, you know, if I'd done something and he was standing next to me and I missed a tackle, he'd be the bloke to make it. So I'd say, you know, Chucky Watt, me, I love playing in, in Origin. Actually, one more. Origin game, 17 for you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. 17 for you. Is there one that stands out? Um, probably, I played a game, I think it was uh, two years ago. No, was it two years ago? Or a year ago? I can't remember now. Far out. But uh, I got man of the match uh, in the Origin game. I, I felt like, um, you know, I was really crooked that day and I, was, I didn't wow. really think about the game at all. I was just worried about trying to get my body right. And, um, yeah, then for some reason I went out in the field and I didn't think too much about the footy and everything sort of just happened for me. And, mm. you know, I... I I think Jared, you know, Jared Hayne went over for a try. We won, um, and you know, the players gave me the play, the game ball, and wow. I got me out of the match as well. So that that was probably my um, most sort of memorable game for myself. But also back in 2004 when I got to play with Brad Fittler when he came back, that was pretty special. Are they the longest days in history? Because it's literally the latest kickoff you will have in your career. It's like 8:22, but you, you you're playing the game. You potentially can play the game all the way through the day without actually playing the game. Yeah, well, the worst thing about it is that you're standing right across from the, the field. You know, you're st- we're staying at the Pullman Hotel and yeah. you've got ANZ Stadium sitting there and you're looking across out your bedroom window and everyone's starting to walk in and things are getting set up and, you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you look over again and it just feels like the, dra- the day does drag. Yeah. And then we get the bus ride, which is real slow, and you sort of start from the front of the Pullman and you go just around, I think it's a five-minute drive. Yeah. It takes you 30 minutes to get there, you know. So, yeah, it definitely is a, a, a long day, but it's... Uh, yeah, you know, when you're on that bus, it's pretty enjoyable. There's always some sort of highlights playing and you know, giving you a bit of memories of what's happened in the past and, and who you're playing for, which is good. Big League Magazine, State of Origin 3 preview. Lots more to come. We're going to have uh, a lot more talking points about what's coming up in the game. We're going to speak to, well, we're not. Pam's going to go and grill another one of these State <laughs> of Origin players, Gavin Cooper, uh, the new boy on the block for Queensland. All that coming up. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you have a legal issue to tackle, give them a call on one 800 Big League Magazine State of Origin 3 preview podcast. Special guest, Pam Whaley and Maria Ciala. Special, special guest, Luke Lewis from the Cronulla Sharks, former Origin player. Lots to talk about in the lead-up to this game. Mostly around, well, a lot around selection, um, everyone. So, Maria, when you saw the side, heard the side, um, the big in probably is Tedesco. There are a couple of other changes. Thoughts? I'm really psyched to see Tedesco play. Um, Been looking forward to it. Probably he said he's been waiting for about 18 months. Um, um, but obviously he's been injured a little bit. Mm. So, uh, Pam, your thoughts on the team? Yeah, same. I was so excited to see James Tedesco named. And there was photos of how happy he was uh, at the at the announcement. And I just thought, yes. And Wade Graham as well. I'm really I'm really happy for him. Yeah, that's probably one for, for you to chime in there, Luke, about yeah. your teammate, Wade Graham. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about the side. I sort of feel a little bit sorry for... Greg Bird, mm. um, you know, he's done a great, great job for New South Wales over mm. the past. And, 
you know, it's a dead game and, you know, we're going to see him miss out. But, um, you know, disappointed for him. But in saying that, I love seeing Wado get that sky blue jersey. He's a good mate of mine and played a lot of footy with. And, you know, James Tedesco is a champion fellow. I've had a little bit to do with him outside of footy just to have a chat to. And, yeah. mate, he's got his um, got a really good head on his shoulders. And, mate, his football is outstanding. When we played him early this year, mate, he's, his speed, his tackle yeah. breaks, his ball skills, mate, he's amazing. So he, he suits this... Um, he suits this arena, and I really can't wait to see him perform. And yeah, fingers crossed, mate. He uh, he does the job for us. He is a special, special player that we think would have been there game one, except for injury. Probably should have been there game two. Now we'll never know. But gets his opportunity in game three. Uh, this is going to be hard for you to comment on, Luke. But I would have left out Paul Gallen. I would have left out Robbie Farah. And the reason is, I think this is game one of 2017. And as hard as that is, that you don't get the send-off and all that sort of stuff from a Paul Gallon point of view. This is the start of 2017. Now, Paul Gallon signaled the fact he's not going to be there in 2017. So now you're going to ask new guys to come into the side, first game of 2017, and find out if they're up to origin, and they're playing at Suncorp. And there's two games at Suncorp. That was my question for you, is who replaces Robbie? Because yeah. I, 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 looked, I looked, through the, yeah. looked through the team and no one's really put their hand up. I think Gal even come out and said it. But who's the next bloke to come through and play nine? You know, you can't pick Mick Ennis. He's probably a little bit older, but he's playing outstanding footy. If Mick Ennis was five years younger, you pick Mick Ennis. But he's not five years younger. So you're right. You've got to find something. 100%. So who's the next bloke there? That's that's my biggest question. And then if, if say, James Maloney, I don't know, he's 30, he's probably got another year or two. Mm. Who's the next bloke to step in, play five, eight and half? You know, I think the, th- the three biggest, um, you know, Positions on the field, six, seven, and, and your nine. Mm. I think number one, you've pretty much got covered. You know, we've got a few good fullbacks there with Matty Moreland and James Tedesco. Yes. But then who, who, who's that next, you know, next breed coming through to fill the halves in the nine position? Well, it's a, it's a great question. And there's no doubt that, you know, five, six of the best halves in the competition are Queenslanders. So they can't yeah. fit them all into their side, unfortunately, um, and for, for the fringe players. But as a result of that, New South Wales have had to scratch around. What is it, the 17th? set of halves that New South Wales are going in with in, in the mm-hmm. last 10 years. Um, this is a little bit left field, but from a Robbie Farrer point of view, if you're looking for a hooker next year, Mitchell Pearce. Mitchell Pearce. Mitchell Pearce to play hooker. In 1996, when New South Wales won the series 3-0, you know who played hooker? Andrew Johns. Yeah, right. So... It, you Are you comparing the... Mitchell Pierce to Andrew Jones? No, I'm not. Well, what I'm saying is a halfback <laughs> played hooker. To Just, that thank out. you very much, Pam, for picking me up on that one. But the point I'm making is, you get like uh, he has all the attributes. I think Mitchell Pierce of being able to play at hooker. What about Nathan Peets? And another potentially, candidate. maybe the running game of Nathan Peets is probably not as pronounced as the running game of Robbie Farrell or the running game of Michael Ennis. So from that point of view, um, but then again, if you look at the running game of Cameron Smith. It's not, you know, it's yeah. pretty limited. He's got he's very, great strength in other areas. Yeah. Very, very smart, Smithy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, for me, there's been a lot of talk about um, what's uh, Michael Leisha as well. What's your thoughts on him? Uh, good player, but, again, probably doesn't have the running game that, uh, you know, you, from in my point of view, you're either passing or you're running. So you can't get caught in between as the dummy half. You know, you need to feed, feed the half straight away. Um, or you actually make a deliberate run out of dummy half. And if a guy like Leisha, if a guy like Pete's doesn't have that run out of dummy half as, a, as an option, then it limits what your attack can do. So, um, yeah, he might play in the future, but I reckon Mitchell Pierce out of dummy half, you could add a running game to that. Not that we know it because he's never played there. I was just going to add with Michael Leisha, he's only 22 or 23 or something like yep. that as well. So he does have a lot of years ahead of him. But um, I spoke to him earlier in the year about yeah. how he plays at the at the Bulldogs and 
last year, his first year at the Bulldogs, Des was really limit, like really tried to limit him on how much he could attack and sure. how much he could run. He just wanted service out of dummy half. So that's how he's been playing. But he prides himself on being able to run. So I think he's trying okay. to do that a little bit more. So maybe that will develop in the future. Interesting. Queensland, cut pace from game two. It's so easy for Kevy Walters. Just gets the Microsoft Excel spreadsheet <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> maybe has a few injury concerns. Um, Nate Miles is in there, but... Luke, it, it, it's pretty easy for him every time. With with due respect to the great players that are there, it's pretty easy for Queensland that when these guys stay fit and they just pick him in the next game. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, look, I had the pleasure of uh, listening to Mal Meninga speak. I went and done a coaching course. Okay. And the way that um, he looks at things and what and what he does was amazing. And he believes, you know, if you've done a job for, New South, uh, for, for Queensland mm. and you do it week, you know, year in, year out, he goes, I don't care how old you are or how you're playing – back at Park Footy, I'll give you the opportunity. And if you play for that jersey, you're there. Now, every one of these blokes that are here mm. have all played for that jersey. They mm. all, you all know exactly what you're going to get out of them. And every time they put that Queensland jersey on, they seem to be like Superman, you know? Mm. So it's amazing what they've got up there. Their culture seems pretty pretty spot on. And I think, um, you know, I think we need to take a lesson out of that as New South Wales people. Yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? So you've got... The, the beauty of this Queensland side is there's two generations coming through. There's yeah. that older generation... And I'm talking about you. Oh, I'll probably throw Boyd and Inglis in there, uh, Thurston, Cronk, Scott, Smith, Miles, and then and, and Thiday, Parker. Then you've got the next lot coming through in Gillett, uh, Corey Oates, um, uh, Josh McGuire, Aidan Guerrero. So it's like the next wave is already there. And then you've got Daly Cherry Evans, who has been there, Michael Morgan, who's out injured, but he's been there as well. And they're just perfectly placed age-wise to just continue the legacy. Then you've got Granville coming through. Mm. <laughs> I like. Yeah, and by Milford, well. Hunt, Jake yeah. Friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this goes on. Yeah. Uh, Adam Reynolds was ruled out. Um, I'll take your thoughts on this. In my opinion, I think New South Wales now are stronger, are more of an attacking threat with Jack Bird at right first receiver or whatever you want to call him, halfback 5'8", than they were with Adam Reynolds. They might lose a little bit in their kicking game, but I reckon they're a stronger attacking force. Thoughts, Pam? Um, I'm not too sure. Well, when New South Wales named the team, they made it so that it's not – so they named Jack Bird in the six and then Matt Moylan on the bench. But they, I don't think they've totally settled on that Jack Bird is going to play in the halves. But if he does, um, I think I think great. I think, yeah. 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 Much more You'd be scared of him. If you were playing against him, well, not scared, but you, you'd worry about him. He, he's Probably a, a little bit more than – yeah, I, I, I agree. So from a running point of view, he showed that in 25 minutes when he got a start mm. up at, Lung, at the Suncorp Stadium. He showed the threat that he can pose. In, in And there there is, you know, 55,000 screaming Queenslanders. Yeah. It didn't worry him. I think if, if James Maloney takes the, the leadership as directing the team around, yep. getting them to where they need to be and purely just letting Birdie play footy, get the ball in his hands and just let him run, I think that's when we'll see the best of Birdie. I think if you put the you know, the shoe on the other foot and say, Bertie, you need to direct us around and get us here. It will take away from Bertie's sure. game. So I think if they can, if they work really hard at that, at training this week and just let Bertie play football and purely just be a sweep runner and get, you know, the ball on either side of the field, we'll see the best of him. Who runs the show at Cronulla? Yeah, look, Chatty Townsend and um, uh, James Maloney have been outstanding. They sort of, you know, they, they're really well connected. Right. Um, so there's no sort of one individual there. And then you've got Mick Yannis in the middle who really controls our forward pack. So yeah. I think we've got the right balance there. Um, I think, you know, with this New South Wales origin game coming up, it's got to be a one man who sort of leads the ship and that birdie play football. Let's gaze into our crystal ball, Maria. Laurie Daly loses game three. Well, New South Wales lose game three. Does Laurie Daly get a chance for 2017? I know he's contracted for 2017. Does he get another shot at it? 
Oh, look, maybe one more. I, I, it's, it's hard to say because um, people were saying, oh, more new people, more new people, more new people. But I feel like everyone he's picked so far this season, um, this series, has been someone that's going to be there for a long time. Mm. So they were warranted selections, not necessarily um, panicked and, and, you know. Sure. So I would like to see what he does next year. But, um, look, I don't know how much more I can stand this, to be honest. Like, please, I, I someone. Said, I said it the other day. I, I don't think State of Origin's dying, but I reckon it's got man flu. <laughs> and, and, and one of the reasons is, it, one is that they keep bloody winning, uh, Queensland, and, and great credit to them. Um, the second thing is it's a bit disillusioned from a New South Wales point of view sometimes. If you don't get the team that you want or you think should be there, you just... You know, negates that desire to go and see the game and cheer on the side a little bit. Do you reckon? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think yes, a little bit. But I think that the what we always talk about is that Queensland has this consistency, and we, when I say we, I mean New South Wales, mm. don't have it. And for the, you know, the amount of coaches that have come in and then you know had you know lost the series and this and that, and then they've just been chopped and and thrown away. It's a little bit ridiculous. I think we need to just stick and let these young guys mm. give them a chance, give them some experience, and then see where it where it leads. Because chopping and changing all the time, and especially if if it happened with Laurie Daly as well, I don't think it would work. My biggest thing is that I say say the team they've got here next year win it, okay, and then 2018 comes, do they change the team again? You know, you could you got to be able if they win it, why don't they just keep the team that won it? Do you know what I mean? That, that's my, my biggest thing. Like, you know, I think la- the year that we did win it, the following year we had four changes right. or five changes. I don't understand why we had the team there where everyone knew each other's play to stick with the same side and go out and do the exact same thing we'd done the same year. So that way we're not, we're not back behind the eight ball. We knew how we are going to play. We knew each other's role and we just kept going with it. I think that if we can, if with the team that we picked for 2017, I think that you're looking at the side pretty much here, which is there, if they win it that year, they've got to stick with that side and just keep going. And every game that they play, every series they win, the better they're going to get. And then you'll mm. start to see some consistency, the same as what Queensland's got here. Exactly. But and, until we do that, I think um, all the fans are going to get frustrated uh, people watching and that want to go and watch the game are going to get frustrated. So, you know, you sort of you got to just be real consistent with what you do, and then that way we'll start to see Origin come back to where it is. That's a good point. New South Wales win in twenty fourteen. Okay, Jared Haynes not there in twenty fifteen. So there's one change that you're going to make. Um, yeah, were you you played in fourteen, didn't play in fifteen. Yes, I played in fourteen, didn't play in fifteen. But I understand that you know that when I was coming out, you know, I was getting a bit older and I can understand, you know, bringing young guys in to take my position to, to get the team better and keep the, um, you know, keep youth coming through so the side's getting better. But, like, I think we had Trent Hawkinson was the halfback. Yeah. He played the following year, but then you had Josh, um, Josh Reynolds, yeah. who was 5'8", who played really well that series that we won and then missed out the, the following year. You know, like, little things like that where players were missing out who'd done the job before, I think is the most disappointing part. And then, you know, like Joshua Reynolds, I think is playing great footy for the Bulldogs mm-hmm. at the moment. I've you never know, seen him play better. You don't see him get yeah. looking, you know. Is that, is that it for him? Because um, he's he's very good and I don't understand why he was dropped in the first place. I know he can be a bit, uh, he can be a bit, nig- I'm a Bulldogs supporter. Oh, we know, Maria, we know. <laughs> he can be a bit niggly and sometimes make the wrong decision, but he has so much heart and he always puts in and he plays well, like he tries really hard. Is this it for him? Is he kind of like on the Daily Cherry Evans pile that maybe he won't? Come back. Less and less he makes those errors that hurt his side, I reckon. You know, he's more controlled in what he does. He always brings energy and enthusiasm to any side. And he's, I reckon he's ball playing better than ever. Yeah. 
So it, it's a good question you ask. Is this is that it for Josh Reynolds? Because you know he's playing a lot better than 2014 when he was in the side. So uh, that that goes back to the point you make, Luke. About you, you pick him in there, you give him that experience, he grows as a player. Yeah. And then you don't use him anymore. Yeah. I just found that you know Hocko when we won it had really good control, and Joshy Reynolds was you know a bit of a ball runner, and and he's the one that's competing on everything and bring the energy to the team, you know. And then we sort of see him go, which was it was hard to sort of you know, cop for those boys. But yep. look, for me, I was fine about it because I knew I was a little bit older and I wanted to see young guys come through. So, you know, there's got to be that sort of balance. Sure. But I think, you know, I think the understanding I'm on, I think um, Reynolds is still pretty young. And he, I think he's what, yeah, 20, yeah. 25, like 20, 26. Yeah, so there you go. See, like, yeah. I, I think, you know, if, it, if we had him there and he's won a series, we should just keep getting building around players that have been there and won yeah. it. And, you know, like Tedesco is a winner. You know, Wade Graham... These kind of guys, yeah. you know, we can really build, build a team around. Jack Bird, like, it's going to be a pretty special team if we can keep the same same players there. So Queensland have a vacancy in their team and they bring in a 31-year-old, Gavin Cooper. Do we agree with that selection? Oh, 100%. I think he deserves it. And I think also his combination with Jonathan Thurston is mm. just has always been... Um, on fire and it's it's a it's a scary prospect it's like um who are you going to bring in or oh, someone who can score a bunch of tries off jonathan thurston yeah. by like yeah. um I, i'm very happy for him but a younger player should there be an, a younger player come in with a succession plan or who, do you just pick... who would you think i don't think that they necessarily have a lot of depth in the second row queensland and but i think gavin cooper has been well, he's played he's won a premiership off Jonathan Thurston is playing Moe's won a premiership too. Well, very true. Good thing, you, good, yeah, little thing that people probably don't know about Gavin Cooper is I've had the opportunity to play over him out at Penrith and he's one of those oh, real yeah. work, hard-working people. You know, when he first came to Penrith and had an opportunity to play over him, you know, he'd get told by the coach, oh, you need to work on this and he'd be the first bloke out in the field doing it and working on what he needed to work on if it was his lines or if it was his defence and he was out there working on it day in, day out. And then when I seen him go to North Queensland, the way he'd been playing around JT, obviously, you know, you've got the best halfback in the world at yeah. your outside, which is even better. But then to be able to, you know, get that combination and, and being able to run those lines consistently and play the way he's been playing over the last four or five years, I think the origin the origin spot was um, a no-brainer for him. Yeah, I, I, I applaud it as well, Gavin Cooper getting in there. Just wanted to... Retirements, there's a couple of notable ones um, and the guys you would have played with and against, uh, uh, Corey Parker and Paul Gallen. What do we what do we see as their overall legacy at state of origin level, Luke? Yeah, I don't know, a tough one. Obviously, um, you know, Giaz has, you know, done a lot of great, played a lot of great football for New South Wales. He's been a good leader for New South Wales for a long time. Uh, he, his legacy probably won't go down as, as you know, as well as what, he would like it to be purely because of the team that we've come up against against mm. Queensland. Mm. Um, only you know we've come probably the best Queensland side to ever take you know take the field. Yeah. And then uh, on the flip side, you have got Corey Parker, who's been in you know probably the best side of uh, Queensland's history, and he's been playing outstanding footy for him, and he'd probably go down as um, one of uh, Queensland's greatest players. So, mm. yeah, look, it's. Um, I think they've both had great careers and I think they'll both look back and say, you know what, I've been lucky enough to be and play in that Origin Arena and, and perform at my best. And, you know, look, full credit to them. And, you know, I don't know who's going to go out a winner on Wednesday night, but, uh, yeah, fingers crossed, Gowser gets a win this series before he um, does retire. Pam? Yeah, great. I think I think he's hit the nail on the head there. I think um, Gal has, what has he played, 24 or 23, 23 Origin games yeah. or something yeah. now. And, yeah, his legacy won't be equal to that of Corey Parker. Um just because Corey Parker has played in this amazing Queensland team, um, but that nonetheless he is still the highest capped 
New South Wales captain. Mm. So. And he's led New South Wales through a very tough period. Um, and he's always been the face of um, trying to bring New South Wales fans yes. back into it, trying to hype them up. And he speaks really well. And um, I think he's been a really good ambassador to have there um, over the Blues team. And I can't wait to see the kind of stuff he's going to get away with saying next year. I'm really <laughs> excited about it. When he's not playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good for a quote, won't yeah, he? Yeah, oh, Origin's yeah. coming up. We'll ring out. Corey Parker, his career is in very much two stages, isn't it? It's almost like pre when he turned 28 and post when he turned 28. Um, and post when he turned 28, he came back into the Queensland side and was a, a mainstay there and, and played superbly throughout that. And, of course, then played for Australia on a num- number of times. I heard Danny Badera say, you don't get the chance to choose the era you play in from a state of origin point of view, which sort of relates to Paul Gallen's career. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he was unlucky in that he came up against, as you said, Luke, this great Queensland side. And uh, you can play all these origin games, but unfortunately... Um, because of that that side that you're up against, you, you don't have the wins in series uh, against your name. And, and, and I think from a New South Wales point of view, that's sometimes what we have to remember uh, when we talk about 10 series in 11 years and all of that sort of thing. It is the Big League Magazine State of Origin 3 preview brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Give them a call, 1-800-555-777. Up next, Inside the Queensland Camp with Gavin Cooper. Okay, well, tell us what it's like. Um, congratulations on being selected, first of all. What was it like to be told you were in? Um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good phone call to get. Um, yeah. It was actually my, my first little boy's uh, second birthday, so um, we were at home and um, I had the call from uh, Greeny and he called to let me know that Kevy was going to give me a call and I, I said to him, I said, it's a shit joke if you're, if you're mucking around. But... Um, we had a couple of beers the night before in Cairns. I was just making sure that I hadn't done nothing wrong. That's why he was calling me. <laughs> so, um, just have to have a think back. About, just have to have yeah. a think back as to what got up, what happened the night before. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and then, then Kevin called me just before the press conference. So it was a, it was a, a bit of a shock. Uh, I didn't even know um, Papa was injured. But yeah. um, uh, Kevin did say at the start of the series, he said, he said to me when I went into camp in Camp 1, he said it's a long series, you never know what'll happen and um and this is how it's panned out. So just uh, very grateful to be in here. Did you think it kind of at this stage of your career that you were you were gonna be up for an origin debut? Um no, not not really. Uh, with the team that's the team that's been and it's been a very tough team to crack for a very long time and um you, you always have aspirations about it and um you know you're Know you know how your form is yourself. Um, everybody else can can judge you, but you know what your form's doing. And mm-hmm. um, for, for for a long time around this time of year, there just keeps being articles written about about me playing, but uh, it was never meant to be. And um, just yeah, I, I suppose it's it's been a it's been a long journey to get to here, but um, it's something that um, I, I know I put a lot of hard work into. And um, yeah, I'm just yeah, I, I just can't wait for next Wednesday. Okay, you must be pinching yourself. Yeah, well, I haven't had too much time to myself to really think about it just yet. Um, I've uh, yeah, we've just been organising with the young one and um, the plane ride on the way down this morning. I, I crashed out pretty quickly, but it was um, yeah. Well, when, when I do get time to sit down and have a little think about what's going on, or or when we actually fly to see, obviously the camp, I'll be preparing as well as I can in camp but uh, once I'm on the plane heading to Sydney that's when that's when I'm guessing it's going to get really real. And I imagine kind of knowing a few of the guys that are there and being able to form that great partnership that you have with JT at club level that's got to 
kind of help, I guess, make you feel a little bit familiar with the guys, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've played, well, being in the being in uh, first grade for as long as I have now, um, it's, uh, I've played against these guys for, or the guys that have been in the team for 10 or 11 years, I've played against them uh, for 10 or 11 years. Uh, so um, I always had that respect for them as players um, and in the opposition, but uh, to be able to pull on the same jersey as a few of the guys that will go down as the greatest in, in their positions uh, will be um, something, something that I'll never forget and something that um, I don't just want to do once. Now, now that I've got the, now that I've got a chance to be in here, it, it's, it's something that uh, I'd like to do again. And um, I think there's a few boys older than me in the camp at the moment too, so it shows that it shows that you can keep playing uh, after the age I am, even though I am debuting at a at a. Uh, older, older age than some of the other boys did. Well, if, if their ages are anything to go by, I can still play for another seven years or so. That's plenty of origin games. <laughs> that's, that, that's plenty. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you so much for the quick chat and good luck on Wednesday night. I hope you enjoy camp oh, and, and all that comes with it. Will do. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by rugby league legends Tommy Radonagas, Mick Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. So if you're in Sydney for the grand final, why not join in the fun? It's always a great day. For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718 or email therugbyleagueexperience.com.au. All right, here we go. Big League Magazine, State of Origin 3 preview. We've come to the very end. Uh, Maria Cialis, editor, Pam Wiley, senior writer. Special guest, Luke Lewis from the Cronulla Sharks, ex uh, Blues uh, second rower and centre and winger and a bit of everything there yeah, yeah. uh, for you, Luke. Now it's, um, I don't know whether you know about this segment, it's Fearless Predictions. Um, basically, you just try and guess how wrong you can be uh, for an Origin game, which we've done very well uh, at this point through 2016. Uh, just to give an update on uh, where we are on the scoreboard, Pam, you're out on top. Uh, you have got one point, but you lost a half a point in the four and against. I think that Bowie's actually uh, stuffed up this PowerPoint presentation sheet that he's carefully put together because it says I'm on minus five and everyone else is on zero. No, you're you're on minus. Uh, you've got point five. You've got one point, but you've minus point five because for of the not four being fear, fearless enough. Please, not being fearless. Please. enough. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Maria uh, and Bowie. Um, by the way, Bowie, uh, Bowie's out. Luke's in. So you know, hold on, haven't though. we upgraded? There? Bowie picked mine. Um, for the the week I was away, right, and they were terrible. Right. So, so okay, so Bowie should be on minus. Yeah, here yeah. You, okay, all right. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, Let's just put him the down bottom the bottom. There. I don't think it's a big deal. No, I, no, I agree. Yeah, right, I agree. Right, but so. what we need now for State of Origin three is your fearless prediction. So, ladies first, Maria. My fearless prediction. I don't know if it's fearless enough. Let me know. Mm. But New South Wales thirteen plus will win. That is fearless. Yep. That is fearless. All right. right. Yeah. 13 plus. Might put some money on it too. I like your confidence. Maybe I'll put money on Queensland 13 plus so that way I'm a winner. Look, I, I don't think this through. 
You know, <laughs> you know if, if you do that, then someone will win one to twelve. So yeah, you're just, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just got to be careful. Pam, what's your fearless prediction? Um, I'm sticking with mine from game two. Corey Parker's never scored an, a point in Origin, so right. but I think he's going to score a try. A try. try. So not the give him the, the final concession of a goal. Yeah, or, okay. No, I think that will happen. But I think yeah, we'll back okay. him for a try. There you go, uh, Corey Parker to score a try. Luke, bit of pressure here, mate. Yeah, well, look, mine's uh, James Tedesco, three trials on debut. Whoa! Nice. <laughs> New South Wales win. New South Wales win and James Tedesco gets three tries on debut. Well, let's hope it does happen. Um, I'm going to go to the other fullback. I'm going to say Darius Boyd, man of the match. Darius. Oh, that's not that fearless. That is fearless. He's got, been he got amazing. Me, he pretty much got man of the match yeah. game one, I reckon. Oof. Yeah, well, he didn't Close get enough. it, but he, he was very he good, didn't been. he? Yeah, he could have yes. been. But So Darius Boyd, man of the That's okay. as fearless as 13-plus New South Wales. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's hope that both teams have uh, a great game, that uh, we get a good crowd out there at ANZ Stadium. Uh, thanks very much, special guest Luke Lewis, for coming in for the podcast. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Maria. Uh, we'll be back with our State of Origin review. Come Thursday morning. Smith behind one to Thurston. Dummy comes back off the left foot and Thurston is over. So here is Farrow rolling it in. Oh, it's been knocked on. This will be a try for Josh Lawrence. Smith fires it away. Thurston goes out.